With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the show, everybody. Mark Farzetta with you here on the Farzee Show. Hope everyone is having a uh, a wonderful Friday at the time that you listen to this on a football Friday, a Christmas Eve Eve Friday, and I have done it. I've done it. I didn't think I was going to do it, but I've done it. I was pretty sure I was going to do it. I've talked myself into the Philadelphia Eagles winning this game against the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday, Christmas Eve, 425 kickoff in Dallas. And yes, Gardner Mitchell is the starting quarterback. Yesterday, Nick Sirianni made the announcement. We'll hear from him a little bit later in the show. We'll hear from Gardner Minshew himself and a uh, random member of the media that just decided to ask a question as well about the mustache for Gardner Minshew. But but here's where I'm at. I'm just going to jump right into it with you guys. Going into this week, uh, we learned about Jalen Hurts' injury. And obviously, I thought this game with the Cowboys and the Eagles on Christmas Eve was going to be a close game with Jalen Hurts playing. So if that was my feeling going into the week, this is going to be a close game, division rivals. You're going to still going to have your MVP quarterback in Jalen Hurts. It's going to be a close game, but the Eagles are going to win this game in Dallas. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be close. But the Eagles are still going to win. If I just believed that it was going to be a close game and the Eagles were going to win with Jalen, then how how is it even possible to think that this Eagles team is going to still win with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys who have been on the Eagles' heels all season long, who battled and fought in that game that they had Cooper Rush start in Philadelphia. The Eagles still won handily in the time they were scoring all their points in the second quarter, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, but why would I think that? And I'll tell you why. And the, the number is 17. 17 Pro Bowlers or Pro Bowl alternates at a possible 22 positions, just between offense and defense, not counting you know special teams. 22 players play offense and defense, all right? 11-11, all right? 17 of those guys are Pro Bowlers or Pro Bowl alternates. This is a stacked Philadelphia Eagles football team. Are they good enough? to overcome the loss of an MVP quarterback. That doesn't exactly hit the ear and go, oh, they are definitely better. To, they're, they're, they're definitely good enough and stacked enough to overcome the loss of an MVP quarterback. But here's the thing. This team, I think, maybe not 13-1 and one good, 
but maybe along the lines of a uh, 10 and 4 good, maybe along the lines there, that's where they would be. They would still be pretty damn good, even if they had a good quarterback. Not if they had a great quarterback. They're Super Bowl contenders, I think, with a great quarterback. With a average quarterback to good quarterback, I still think they are a playoff team. And the Cowboys are at the level right now, I don't think of being a Super Bowl contender, but I think the Cowboys right now are obviously at the level of playoff team. It's going to come down to defense. It's going to come down to turnovers. The Eagles can't turn the football over. The Eagles are going to have to play a near-perfect game to win this game. But I still have faith now that the Eagles are going to win this game. And when I talk about the stacked team that the Philadelphia Eagles are, here's what I really break it down to. The Cowboys uh, obviously have had some struggles as of late. Now, some people might chalk that up, like coming off a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they absolutely imploded. Some people might look at that and go, oh, they're going to be extra added motivation to play this uh, Eagles team. Uh, they're going to play extra added motivation after the way they lost. And you know what? That could very well be true. I know I'd be saying it about the Eagles. Oh, they're going to come out with an edge because the way they lost last week, they're going to take it out of the Eagles. Or they're going to take it out of the Cowboys, whatever. I know I'd be saying that same thing. But really, in, in watching this team play and watching how this team has played over the last handful of years and their next man up mentality and how much they embrace and rally around the new guy, whether that be Nick Foles, the Colts starting quarterback this week, whether that be any member of the defensive line or offensive line going down, they always rally around that guy and everybody else raises their game. No team should know that more so than the Dallas Cowboys who went four and one with their backup quarterback as their starting quarterback in the beginning of the season when you had Dak Prescott sitting on the sidelines with a thumb injury. Everybody rallies around the backup quarterback. And the Eagles, much like the Dallas Cowboys, have a great defense. The Eagles have been showing off that great defense a little bit more as of late, where the Cowboys, not so much. Also, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Gardner Minshew, I'm gonna, here's a piping hot take for you. Gardner Minshew is better than Cooper Rush. That's one thing I know going into this game. Gardner Minshew is better. So there's going to be more room for error for the defense. Not that I think they're going to have a lot of error, but there's going to be more wiggle room for the defense. So if you're comparing the backup quarterback days of the Dallas Cowboys in the early goings of the season to the backup quarterback day, possibly days, because Nick Sirianni did say yesterday that you might see Gardner Minshew again next week. He wasn't going to give any more information as to whether or not Jalen Hurst was going to be out two weeks or not. Uh, he was actually laughing at the idea of giving away more information than just mm, Jalen Hurts. It doesn't look like he's going to be the guy come Saturday. So when I think about that, I think about the fact that if you're a Cowboys fan and you're relying on the backup quarterback argument, oh, well, yeah, you guys beat us because you had the we had the backup quarterback going. Okay. If you want to invoke that and say we're not going to beat you because we have our backup quarterback going, you might have another thing coming. Eagles defense has been much hotter as of late. Eagles defense has been much better than the Dallas Cowboys as of late. I mentioned the 17 Pro Bowls or Pro Bowl alternates that they have on this roster. If you're a quarterback in this Philadelphia Eagles system, I know everyone wants to, wants to avoid that buzzword because Micah Parsons used it, but let's, let's call it what it is. I said at the time that Micah Parsons made those comments a week ago that the Eagles are a great team. They are a great system, but the on switch to that system is Jalen Hurts. He's the guy that makes everything else go. I think this is going to be obviously impacting the running game, not just because you're, you're not going to have your quarterback racking up yards in the run game, but you're also not going to have your quarterback making everybody else aware that he could run 
and maybe not open up those lanes that he likes to open up for a guy like Miles Sanders or can open up for a guy like Miles Sanders. Maybe even uh, Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott. But your run game is not going to be nearly the same in this game. So if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to be saying to yourself, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to make sure that it's Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy that has to beat us. That's going to be a difficult task because Gardner Minshew has a little bit of an easier time here when it comes to who he's throwing to. And one of the reporters yesterday, I believe it was Zach Berman, asked uh, Gardner Minshew about throwing to A.J. Brown. And I'll let you hear from him, but he basically said A.J. Brown's pretty good. So if you're a quarterback and you're just settling into this offense, you have some nice security blankets around you. And it's not just Pro Bowl wide receiver A.J. Brown. It's A.J. Brown. It's Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins, pretty damn good number three target. Dallas Goddard, who, by the way, Gardner Minshew threw not one but two touchdowns to in his first start as a Philadelphia Eagle last year against the Jets, albeit. But it was uh, still two touchdowns to Dallas Goddard. That's a nice guy to get on the same page with almost right out of the gate. So that's nice. Also, last week, while they were trying to get ready to get Gardner Minshew in the mix of things, also last week when uh, Dallas Goddard was trying to get back into the swing of things, you know who he was catching passes from? He was catching passes from Gardner Minshew. Those two already were pretty much on the same page right out of the gate when Minshew made that start against the Jets, and he gets that target back in this game. Oh, and by the way, with all those weapons – oh, and I, did I even mention Miles Sanders in the backfield? So, yeah, that's a pretty good running back as well. Um, you put those weapons behind this offensive line, and I don't care if you're Micah Parsons. I don't care if you're uh, Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care. That's a pretty stacked offense that you have to bring it against as a defense. And this defense did not do such a great job the first time around. Yes, it was with Jalen Hurts. But they didn't do such a great job, 26 points, that you saw them put up on the uh, Dallas Cowboy defense the last time these teams meet, last time these two teams met. On top of all that, when I'm putting all that together, and just how this offense, because I haven't gotten to the defense yet, but just putting in the offense, I think about this. The line has already moved. It's down from six to four and a half. Still, the Cowboys are the favorite. But I'm not the only one getting more convinced that the Eagles are going to put up more of a fight than some people were originally anticipating without Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. So the fact that you look at what uh, the, 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 the books are saying, the books are saying maybe the Eagles have a little bit more of a chance. All Gardner Minshew has to do, easier said than done, especially against this defense. But people were always want to talk about Trayvon Diggs and what the season he had last year. And he had an incredible season last year. He's got three, three picks this year, four picks this year. That's uh, down wildly from his numbers last year. So the ball hawking hasn't exactly been there for him this year like it was last year. Now, you, maybe you could force a guy like Gardner Minshew into mistakes. I know if I'm Dan Quinn, I'm going to be looking at Gardner Minshew and I'm going to be foaming at the mouth. I'm going to be licking my chops, man. I'm going to be going after him. I'm going to be forcing him into mistakes as much as I possibly can. And I can already be a very aggressive defensive coordinator. Oh, now there's blood in the water. Now there's blood in the water when it comes to Gardner Minshew. He's going to be sending the hounds, man. I know he's going to be sending the hounds. But as I approach this game, as we get closer to this game, which is tomorrow on this fine football Friday, Christmas Eve, tomorrow, as I get closer to it, I just have a feeling that this Eagles defense knows the challenge that's in front of them. And, yes, I think all those members on the offense that I thought uh, are, are great uh, depth and, and great talent throughout the roster – True, that's the most important thing, and I think that's going to be a big thing. But 
when it comes to this defense, that's who I think is going to be the star of the show. Much like Micah Parsons uh, returning a touchdown against the uh, against the uh, Rams, I believe it was, when uh, Cooper Rush was in as their starting quarterback, much like that, I think this defense is going to rise to the occasion. And if you're talking about a Philadelphia Eagles defense, one of the most important things to remember, and this is probably the, the, the even more so than the line dropping from six to four and a half. This Eagles defense takes the ball away more than anybody in the NFL. Cowboys aren't far off from that mark either. I want to acknowledge that. But this Eagles defense takes the ball away more than anybody. You know who turns the football over more than anybody over the last seven weeks of the season? Your boy, Dak Prescott. That's who. Since Dak Prescott has come back in week seven, nobody has thrown more interceptions in the NFL, 11, than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's still going to be facing a very healthy pass rush. The best pass rush in the NFL. And yes, the Cowboys are right there as well. But he's going to be facing a very healthy pass rush. He's going to be throwing into a healthy secondary of a pro bowler in Darius Slay and also James Bradbury the two best corners in the NFL. That's who you're going to be throwing into with this pass rush in your face. If there's going to be a number one reason why the Eagles win this game, it's going to be because they didn't turn the ball over and give the Cowboys more opportunities. That's for damn sure. And the other is the fact that this defense is going to get home. They're not going up against a Dallas Cowboy offensive line of years past that you always had to have massive respect for. They're going up against an offensive line that is nowhere near the talent level that we're used to seeing come out of Dallas. Nowhere near the talent level that we're used to seeing protect Dak Prescott or open up running lanes for, how about this, Pro Bowler Tony Pollard? How about that? And Ezekiel Elliott. You have guys that can get home on this defense. It's going to be a huge challenge for Jonathan Gannon, but I think he's going to have the most motivated team he has had yet. Because here's what the Eagles can do. Not only can they enjoy a victory over the Dallas Cowboys, which is, I mean, let's just face it, that's gold. But, you know, it's platinum? Beating the Dallas Cowboys to lock up home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and that's what's on the line for the Eagles. Yes, if they get down early in this game, which is obviously going to be a huge thing. They can't get down early in this game. They're going to have to control this game from the start and make the Cowboys play catch up. But if they get down early in this game, sure, it's easy to look ahead and go, all right, well, we got the Saints. We'll probably have our MVP quarterback back, so let's we'll be fine and let's do it. We'll be good. All right, we know we're not going to beat the Saints. All right, we'll beat the Giants, and we'll still be at home, so that will be good. It's easy to default to that, but don't you just want to lock it up? Don't you want to know your destiny? Don't you want to seal your destiny as soon as possible? So that if you do need to rest, guys, a little bit later in the season, if you if Jalen Hurts does need more rest, you can do that. I would certainly want to do that. If there's something difficult standing in front of me, I want to get it done as soon as possible. And you know, to the best of my ability as well. Quality, not just quantity, as my father said. But when I look at this game, I don't look at it as the Eagles are shifting to, well, we can still beat the Saints. I look at it as we're protecting our quarterback as much as we can by not having Jalen Hurts play in this game with a shoulder sprain, and we're going to rely on our defense and Gardner Minshew to manage a good game. That's all he has to do in this game. But when you are a game manager, you can still look pretty damn good when you're throwing to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard behind this offensive line with Miles Sanders running the football for you, you can look pretty damn good with those guys out there. The biggest difference is how you are going to manage this game as a play caller and game planner, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen, how you're going to manage this game without the elite athletic ability and the elite quarterbacking 
of Jalen Hurts. How are you going to call this game to put Gardner Minshew and his receivers, his weapons, his running back, and this offensive line in the best possible position to help this defense that I think is going to bring their A++ game against Dallas? Because everyone's looking at this game. Everyone's looking at this game. And even though I mentioned the line going down and it's four and a half, guess what you are? (gasps) Guess what you are? Brandon Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. Guess what you are? You're underdogs. Is there anybody that enjoys being an underdog, that revels, that gets motivation? from being an underdog more so than this team. And I know when I say that, I even roll my eyes because <laughs> I, I, I get, there's got to be like, a, I don't know, a statute of limitations on how many times you could use underdog, right? Nope. Jason Kelsey literally made a clothing apparel brand <laughs> with underdog. Nick Sirianni literally earlier in this week was wearing the underdog cap courtesy of Jason Kelsey. Eagles are in their natural habitat right here of going from eagles flying high in the sky to underdogs. There's no one in the NFL more comfortable with it. A lot of these guys, mention them right there. Fletcher Cox is another one that uh, feel more comfortable than ever with that underdog mantra. And here they are, four and a half point underdogs to the Dallas Cowboys, despite being 13 and one. Right there, the number one seed is there for the taking. Hey, the Eagles in 2017 hit a bit of a wall with Nick Foles as their starting quarterback at the end of that season. People were talking about Nate Sudfeld playing in the playoffs. What are you doing, Nate Sudfeld? Nate Nate Sudfeld. Obviously, it didn't happen. We all know what happened. It's all history, and we had a nice little parade here in Philadelphia. But nobody embraces being the underdog more, and nobody likes rising to the occasion more, and nobody likes invoking the idea of next man up more than this Eagles locker room. Doug Peterson here or not, Nick Sirianni being here now or not, as long as you have the leaders in that locker room, that is the mentality they are going to embrace. Eagles are underdogs? Phases me none going into this game. I uh, am very much looking forward to this Eagles game now. Because I think we are going to enjoy the perfect storm of facing the Dallas Cowboys early in the season as a fan base. Facing their backup quarterback, beating their backup quarterback. And then with three weeks left in the season, facing them in their home stadium, facing them on the road with your backup quarterback and Gardner Minshew, and then beating them to lock up the number one seed. That, to me, is the perfect storm, and that's what I think we're going to be enjoying uh, probably around 7.30, Saturday night, Christmas Eve. I'll be cutting open my stuffed calamari, my pan-seared stuffed, crab stuffed calamari, looking up at the score, and enjoying an Eagles victory. That's how I think it plays out on Saturday night. Uh, before we get to our locker room report, uh, let me tell you right now about our friend Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers, the other corner of 8th and Walnut, right there on Jewelers Row. For over 40 years, Steven Singer's been in the love business in Philadelphia, helping people get engaged and fall in love and following by finding the perfect gift. And now you find that perfect gift at the perfect price. Because you know what? A lot of other jewelers like to mark things way up just to mark them down a couple of bucks, make it feel like you won something. You know, oh, you're a really good negotiator, a really good haggler. No, no, no. 
Steven Singer, he alleviates that pressure. And you know what he says? He says, when you come in here, you get the perfect price. The person next to you is paying exactly what you're paying. There's no huge discounts because you haggle. There's no sales. There's no coupons. There's nothing like that. There's no promo code. He takes care of everyone that walks in the store. So you never hear, oh, you missed it. The sale was yesterday. But you seem like a nice guy. I'm not going to come. No. Price is already knocked out. That's the perfect thing at Steven Singer Jewelers. That's the perfect price. One place, one price, the perfect price online at IHStevenSinger.com. Always fast and free shipping at IHStevenSinger.com. All right, I want to get you uh, guys, uh, Nick Sirianni. Here's what he had to say yesterday uh, about Jalen Hurts. And I, I I, went back and I looked over some old clips. I couldn't call him on it, but I'm pretty sure he said the same thing about uh, Jason Kelsey. But I'm not sure. So let's just enjoy it for what he had to say about uh, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Sirianni had to say about Jalen Hurts. Here's Sirianni. It's looking like uh, it's going to be Gardner. Um, Jalen did everything he possibly could to to get his body ready to go, and it just at the end of the day, he's he's not going to he's not going to be able to do it. And he, man, he he tried like crazy, um, and I know he still wants to go. Um, that's just the the toughness that he. This is Jalen Hurts is the toughest player I've ever been around. Yeah. Um, nobody tougher than Jalen Hurts. I'm pretty sure he said Jason Kelsey was the toughest guy ever. But it's okay. Let's take it for what it is. He went on to say he was talking to his brother and his brother's a, a coach. And he said that his brother learned about the injury from Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, I think his brother has more information on Jalen than we do. But his brother's reaction was, wow, he played through that? He played a, a full quarter like that? A quarter plus? Like that? Man, how did he do that? And Nick Sirianni's reaction to his brother was, well, he's the toughest guy I know. It's the toughest player I've ever been around. All right. Um, what I hope that means is uh, because it seems like Nick Sirianni's brother knows more about Jalen Hurst's injury than most of us. Uh, it seems like his brother is rather impressed that he was able to play through what he played through in that game. So it got me thinking, is this worse than we think? Because like up until a couple days ago, I was like, it's not that bad. It's a boo-boo. When we talked to Barrett Brooks about it earlier in the week, he went boo-boo. It's a boo-boo. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's a boo-boo. And then I watched the throw he made to A.J. Brown, and I went, that's probably a boo-boo. But your adrenaline, your adrenaline's running in a game. You know, you're, you're, you're not really feeling the injury as bad until after the game. Jalen Hurts said after the game. I mean, he knew during the game something was wrong, but he said after the game he knew that it was something a little bit more serious than just, uh, like, let me rotate my shoulder a little bit. Okay, I'm good. Let's go back out there. Rub some Ben Gay on it, and you're good to go. Now, it was a little bit worse than that. So the reaction is from his brother. It's got me thinking more along the lines of, is he going to miss next week too? I'll tell you this. If Jalen hurts this, let's live in the hypothetical for a second here. Cause this is the, uh, the windy road I went down yesterday based on what Nick Sirianni was talking about with his brother's reaction to Jalen hurts. My thought was, okay, hold on a second. Why is he reacting like that? Is that, is this worse? He's that impressed that he played with it? So is this really a two-week injury, like a solid two-week injury, not just a, uh, hey, he might be out one week. Okay, he's out one week. Or is this more serious? So are the Eagles actually in the mindset of potentially beating the Dallas Cowboys, all right, which means then you won't, most likely won't start Jalen Hurts against the Saints. And I understand there's more to be more to be played, uh, more to play for in that game because you're also not just locking up the number one seed, having that in your back pocket like you could against the Cowboys this week, but you're also playing to decrease 
the Saints draft value. So in other words, increase it for you because you have their first round pick. So if you beat them, it's another loss might bump them down a couple of pegs and you all of a sudden get a higher draft pick. So yes, there's something to play for as far as that goes. But yes, I also think Gardner Minshew can beat the Saints. And then the last week of the season against the Giants, the Giants could be playing for the playoff lives in that game. So with that being said, uh, would you even play Jalen Hurts in that? So the scenario that is playing out here is Jalen Hurts, it's very possible, doesn't play in the last three weeks of the season, which means if the Eagles lock up the number one seed, which is how the scenario plays out, Jalen Hurts doesn't play this week. Jalen Hurts doesn't play the last three weeks of the season in total. Jalen Hurts gets a bye week. All of a sudden, you're looking at a month between starts for Jalen Hurts. A month between starts. I, and I know he's going to be coming back home, but it's going to be cold. It's not, hey, I don't care if it ain't Chicago, like they were saying after the Bears game when it was what, 16 degrees at kickoff. Uh, it's still going to, it's still going to be cold. And Jalen Hurts is going to be coming back from a shoulder injury after a month off, essentially, in cold weather. So in this hypothetical, that is possible. Jalen Hurts could go a month without starting. Now, let me just say this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's get there first. All right, let me acknowledge that, but let's get there first. But it is in the back of my mind because now, because once I went to, oh my God, the Eagles are going to win this game. The Eagles are totally going to win this game against the Cowboys. This is great. Then I jumped to, oh my God, what does it mean? Not just home field advantage. It also means that Jalen Hurts could go a month without playing. So let's get there first. But one of the questions that has rattled around in my big dumb brain uh, is this. if Would you really let him go a whole month without playing football? Would you, would you, would you let that happen? Or would you put him in maybe against the Saints if he's healthy enough to return then? Would you put him in against the Giants if he's healthy enough to return then? Would you would you have him play a quarter? Would you have would you treat it like a preseason game? Just get out there, get the kinks out, make sure this isn't a month between you being on a football field. Yes, let's get there first. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I can't help it. Uh, how would you handle that situation? How would you handle that situation? Uh, that's Nick Sirianni on Jalen Hurts, by the way. Uh, there he goes. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Is going to be your starting quarterback on uh, Sunday or geez, Saturday tomorrow against the Dallas Cowboys. I've already said I think the Eagles win this game. I'll give you my official score coming up in a little bit. Uh, but uh, here is an interesting thing, and we don't really think about this a lot. And a couple of takeaways. I want to play one thing uh, from you for you uh, from what I took away from Gardner Minshew's media session yesterday. One is the guy is a uh, a book a bookworm. Uh, when he was away for his coach, Coach Leach's funeral, and he was given uh, his his speech and all that, uh, which I saw a little bit of it, uh, beautiful, and you can tell how much the man meant to him. It's really nice. Uh, but when he was talking about uh, being away, uh, one of the things he talked about, and Nick Sirianni talked about how they were on Zoom on Monday and Tuesday this week, so they could be uh, on the same page with everything. How he has uh, really dedicated himself to the playbook, and how he has really taken a away a lot from his conversations with Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen about what they want to do. He was out there on the football field yesterday, running with the ones, so that was great. 
uh, all that's all that's great stuff. It, you know, he's putting in the work. He he had to be away for something, and I have all the respect in the world for that. Um, gets onto the football field. He's running the plays. He's running the offense. And yesterday he was asked about uh, throwing to AJ Brown and what AJ Brown does for him, and what AJ Brown does for any quarterback that's throwing to him. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good, you know. So like, <laughs> it's, it's it's nice, you know. He uh, he gets open, catches the ball, you know. So when you when you got those two things going for you, like quarterback friendly. So excited to get out there and work with him and all those guys, man. They all do different things really well. So it's uh, it's gonna be a fun group to play with. Uh, as I said yesterday with uh, R.J. Ochoa. It's a funny thing because, you know, we spent a week leading up to the Bears game going, Michael Parsons is an idiot. It's it's not the system. It's Jalen Hurts. And I said, and I still believe he's the on switch. Yeah, he's the on switch to the highest level of football that this team can play. Zero doubt in that. That doesn't mean that he is the only on switch. Like, it always has to start with the quarterback. But I've said this a lot about rules in the NFL. Uh, and the way the game has changed, especially to protect the quarterback. It is not easy to play quarterback in the NFL. True statement. Uh, I we, Without any experience, I can tell you that. All right? However, you and I have been watching this game for a while. It's never been easier to play quarterback in the NFL thanks to the rule changes. All right? It's not easy, but it's never been easier. It's not easy to be a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. But when you think about the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, it may have never been an easier time to play. Maybe throwing a T.O. Maybe that's pretty easy. Yeah, throw it to that guy. The guy's downfield. No one's there. Throw it to him. All right, that's pretty easy. It sounds easy at least. But it's never been easier right now, I don't think, at any point in time for the Philadelphia Eagles to be a Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. You have never had the likes of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Miles Sanders, all together behind this offensive line. You've never had that grouping of talent. Insert quarterback B after quarterback A, even though quarterback A is an MVP, in my opinion. You can put quarterback B in there, and he's still going to be pretty good. He's surrounded by a lot of talent. Gardner Minshew, you didn't have this in Jacksonville. You didn't even have this last year. With the Eagles. You just got to go in there, man. And you got to chill. <laughs> and you you got to realize that all you got to do is play point guard. That's all he's got to do. They were asking about film yesterday. or uh, they, uh, What were they asking about? Not, um, um, Yeah, putting film, put good film down there for maybe next year. Any other team could you know sign him up or anything like that. And, and you always want to put good film out there. And certainly he wants to do that. He doesn't have to have a great game. His numbers don't have to be off the charts. Just when I look next to that interception stat, I want to see a big old goose egg under INT. He doesn't have to have a four-touchdown game. He doesn't have to have 350 yards passing. If this, if this turns into a shootout, I will be shocked. I will be flat-out shocked. But, man, if you're trying to take away weapons for Gardner Minshew, he can deliver the ball accurately. He can get rid of the ball quick. He can buy some time in the pocket. He's not a statue. He's not, not Jalen Hurts by any means. He doesn't have to be Jalen Hurts. He just has to play point guard. Stranger things have happened in Philadelphia. You can win a game with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback. 
I know a lot of people harken back to Jeff Garcia and uh, the the very sheepish uh, Philadelphia. Merry Christmas. All right. Down in Dallas. Where you want a lot of people over. You can do it. This team can win. This team is deep enough to win. Their defense is great. They're good enough to match up against this Cowboy offense, especially when you have Dak Prescott turning the football over at the rate that he's turning the football over right now. That's no bueno for the Dallas Cowboys. That's a big feather in the cap for the Philadelphia Eagles. Something else that Gardner Minshew mentioned, by the way, uh, in that media session was he always wears his pads. Even in padless practice, he always wears his pads. He says he always wants to get, he never wants to get not used to throwing without shoulder pads. If you've never played football, like if you've never played organized football, I recommend if you ever get a chance to put on pads, okay? If maybe your your son is playing, your daughter's playing, I don't know, anybody's playing and you could you have an opportunity to put on pads, put on pads, try to catch and throw a football. Especially one over your head. Catch a ball over your head. And I one of the my biggest takeaways the first time I put on pads and actually played football was what the hell? Range of motion, not there. Uh, it's a different thing. And he, he practices all the time with pads. He said he never wanted to get used to throwing without pads. I just thought that was a funny takeaway, something I didn't know about Gardner Mitchell. Uh, and the other thing is, I mentioned you got to be chill. I think this is the chillest dude in the locker room. He was literally referring to his wide receivers. Man, them dudes. <laughs> He's got a very, very big, I've, I've mentioned this before, a very, very big bro personality. He's a, he is an absolute bro. Uh, and I think all he's got to do is sit back and play point guard, and this team can win, and this team will win. Uh, one more thing I want to get to from uh, Gardner Minshew. He was asked a uh, – this is always fun. Guys are loose. You think this team's tight? Not the case. Check this out. Back there. This question is Joe DeLotta, Sherman Sports. Yeah. Joe DeMilotta. Okay. Speak up. Uh, <clears throat> uh, bring the stash back is what all the fans are saying on Twitter. Bring the stash back? Yeah. I think you got it for me, don't you? Yes, I do, baby. Yeah. I mean, if you got it, I mean, it looks pretty good on you. So, yeah, all right. Just we'll see what we can do, bro. Who bought that reporter? Uh, I don't know. They don't just anybody. <laughs> Yep, they're loose. Yep, they're loose. They're having themselves a good time. They're having themselves a good time. And how about, by the way, the offensive linemen, their uh, music video, their 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 uh, Christmas songs, their Christmas album, there, Jason Kelsey and everybody. They're uh, they're getting they got play on ESPN yesterday. National play for the Eagles in their Christmas album. How great is that? Um, so yeah, this team is definitely loose and ready to go uh, for tomorrow against the Cowboys. Uh, let me tell you right now about Manscaped, the great people at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com for more information. Manscaped.com. Use promo code Farzy at manscaped.com. Promo code Farzy gets you 20% off and free shipping for all your Manscaped items. And it includes their Platinum Package 4.0, which has a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, and they all come with skin-safe technology that helps re reduce the risk of nicks so you can manscape with confidence and comfort. So make sure you enjoy all that Manscaped has to offer and be a well-kept man this holiday season with Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code Farsi for 20% off and free shipping. How about Freestone Farm CBD? Freestonefarmcbd.com. Freestone Farm CBD. It's phenomenal. Anyone looking to take a more natural approach to everything that they're putting in the bodies? You want to relax after a workout? You want to relax at the end of a long day? Help lull you to sleep? Freestone Farm CBD is the way to go. You'll enjoy their insane tropical tasting bags that clocks in at a chart topping 24.1% and super CBD, which is half Hindu, Kush, and 21%. 
Genetics of these guys are off the charts. And they grow all their premium hemp flour in the garden state with no organic with all organic inputs and IPM. So there's nothing synthetic from farm to jar. And after harvest, they carefully preserve all their plant compounds with a perfect three-month cure. Just one look or smell is enough to let you know it's CBD done right. Go to freestonefarmcbd.com. That's freestonefarmcbd.com. And enjoy. How about PHL Sports Station, Philadelphia Sports Station, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience across all social media and blogs. That's phlsportsstation.com. Let's get into the chat check, see how y'all's people are doing today. Uh, T-Bro, Merry Philly Dallas Eve to all. <laughs> T-Bro, absolutely. Hulk Mercenary. What's up, Hulk Mercenary? I honestly think our defense is going to ball out. You're, I'm with you. Here, let me I – I, I meant to get these numbers in earlier. I talked about them being close. Okay. Points per game. Eagles average just barely a point more than the Dallas Cowboys. Points allowed per game. Eagles allow 19.1. Cowboys, 19.2. Tenth of a point. Yards passing, total yards, Eagles blow them out of the water, 409 yards per game. Again, no, that's with Jalen Hurts. Uh, to 370 yards passing, 250 to 225 in favor of the Eagles. Yards rushing, 158 to 145. Again, now we're here without Jalen Hurts. Uh, yards allowed, Eagles, 321 to the Cowboys, 348. Passing yards allowed, Eagles 200 to the Cowboys 215. Yards rushing allowed, Eagles 121 to the Cowboys 133. I think the Eagles' defense is going to eat Hulk Mercenary. I think they are going to tee off. I have the numbers for you. Let me see if I can find I'm, pl I'm, I'm playing without a phone case. Had to take my phone case off. Uh... And I still don't have it on there. So it's, uh, it's, I, I believe the term is raw dog. Anyway, so, uh, uh, where the hell is it out? Here we go. Dak Prescott, 10, 10 interceptions since week seven, his return, most in the NFL. Interception percentage, 4%, worst in the NFL. Multi interception games, four most in the NFL. That's since he came back from the little thumb injury he had there. Oh, man. Drop a pen. Uh, so, yeah. That's the way I see it going there. Uh, T-Bro, Minshew going for 280 yards and three touchdowns. T-Bro, I don't think you're far off, brother. I don't think you're far off. The three touchdowns makes me feel like I'm feeling myself a little bit. Makes me feel a little too cocky, a little too arrogant. The three touchdowns. The 280, I think, is a good number. But I think they are going to rely, especially if they get in goal line situations, I think they are going to do that thing that we've been asking them to do, the thing where they hand the ball to Miles Sanders. That's what I see happening. Kevin, what's going on, Kevin? Nice to see you. Uh, good morning, Farty and everybody. Good morning, Kevin. Hulk mercenary wants to know, if the Giants manage to win against the Vikings, does that affect us in any way? It could, because the Giants play at Giants and uh, whatever the hell their names are, the Vikings. They play at 1 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. They play at 1 o'clock. Eagles have the 425 game. So if the Giants beat the Vikings, that's actually a better thing for the Cowboys because the Giants then improved to 9-5-1. and one. Minnesota drops to 11-4. And, and with that little extra added motivation, 
The Dallas Cowboys would then draw even with the Minnesota Vikings at uh, 11 and 4. And it would also give the Giants more reason to be fighting for their playoff lives in week 18. Now, in week 18, when they wrap up the season, I still don't think that game's going to matter. That game's not going to matter, but it could matter still to the Giants. Um, and I want the Giants. I mean, look, I think the Giants are. The Giants are going to lock up a playoff win. I think if they win two more games, depending on what happens else around the league. But um, yes, to answer your question, the Giants-Vikings game can affect the Eagles-Cowboys game because if the Vikings lose, the Cowboys have a better shot still of being the number one seed. We talked about it with RJ Ochoa yesterday. Basically, Eagles have to lose out. Minnesota has to lose out. Cowboys have to win out. And they would get the number one seed in the NFC. So, yes, it does have an effect on the Eagles-Cowboys game tomorrow um, in the essence that you could have a more motivated Cowboys team. Uh, <laughs> uh, morning, fam. Morning, April. PJ wants to know if uh, Gardner Minshew is contractually obligated to bring, bring the stash back. I don't know the beard. I swear, and not to sound cold, because he was doing a serious thing, doing a beautiful thing. He was uh, eulogizing his old coach in uh, Coach Leach. But um, when I was flipping through on Twitter and I saw Gardner Minshew at the podium speaking, I was just flipping through, not paying attention to where the tweet was from, and I was like, "Oh, Keanu Reeves is talking," and I just kept flipping, and I was like, "Man, why is?" Keanu Reeves still coming up in my timeline. Whatever. Okay, whatever. And I kept flipping. And then later, I think I was watching ESPN and they were showing Gardner Minshew talk. And I went, oh, they're showing the Keanu Reeves clip. That's how stupid I am. And I so I'm like, oh, Keanu Reeves is still. Why is Keanu? Oh. <laughs> I am an idiot. Anyway. Mullet Alvarado. What's going on? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, definitely hoping for an interception happy Dak Prescott. Uh, April, as am I. Professor Dutch, good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for the content, Farzi. Oh, very nice. Merry Christmas, Spurs fans. And always remember, Dallas sucks. Absolutely. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays to my, to my Jewish brethren. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Everyone, happy Kwanzaa. To everything everyone celebrates, happy that. I hope you guys and everyone has a wonderful holiday season i will say check all your weather wherever you live check the weather especially if it's in the northeast corridor of the united states because the weather sucks right now so make sure you check the weather saw a lot of canceled flights already check the weather that's all i'm gonna say i don't know what the weather is the weather always changes but i'm just saying check it uh and i'm not a big weather guy I hardly ever check the weather. I went to Catholic school. I wore the same thing every day. Weather didn't affect me. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, check the weather. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. Uh, April, hello, and Merry Christmas to you. Hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas. Uh, April says there's a high here tomorrow of 32. I hate winter. <laughs> um Let's get in the morning rush brought to you by Sky Motor Cars, skymotorcars.com. First and foremost, Sixers back on the hardwood tonight, looking for their seventh win in a row. They'll take on the LA Clippers tonight, seven o'clock tip off. Uh, one thing I didn't get to was the comments made by Joel Embiid by, on ESPN. I didn't get to this because I was uh, talking a lot of Eagles this week. But in case you haven't seen it, uh, Joel Embiid 
if you remember a couple of weeks ago, his comments were, Philly fans want to trade me. And I thought he's just being a troll. He doesn't mean this. He hasn't gotten attention in a minute. So he's just messing us, you know, messing with us a little bit. Okay? That was one thing. Uh, we haven't really paid a lot of attention to the Sixers this year when you think about it. And when they were starting the season, uh, when they were starting the season, the Phillies were in the World Series. And now the Eagles are a 13 and 1 football team. They're looking to, to wrap up the number one seed in the NFC. They're looking to make it to a Super Bowl. They're looking to have an MVP quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Come on. So it didn't get a lot of attention, but we did talk about it on this show last week when he said uh, that he wanted to be traded. Sometimes, and this is what he said to ESPN. I'm getting this by way of John Clark's Instagram here, okay? Um, sometimes you need motivation. Whatever helps you play better or makes you better. I've seen a lot in the past. They can be tough. I've been here for a long time. That's why it doesn't get to me. Sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. When I addressed Joel Embiid's comments of Philly fans want to trade me, that he said to Je uh, Jeff Fisher of Yahoo Sports last week, when I talked about those, those comments, I talked about them as if he was a troll. But when I was talking about them in a serious manner, just in case he meant them, I just want to say this one more time. Nobody wants to trade Joel Embiid. Nobody wants to trade Joel Embiid. At least not right now. Maybe. Maybe what if maybe it was a first round exit, we could start having a conversation. Because <laughs> you're gonna have to trade him with some years of his prime left to get something in return. But uh <laughs> nobody right now is talking about trading Joel Embiid. This is, I think, Joel Embiid pulling a Michael Jordan and not in like the six state six six championship Michael Jordan. This is Joel Embiid pulling a I need to find motivation somewhere, and that's fine. Sixers have won six straight, they're gonna go for their seventh straight. Tonight against the Clippers. That's all I care about. Just keep winning games. Just keep winning games. Get Tyrese Maxey back. Still not close to returning. Was doing a little bit more according to the Doc Rivers, but still it's a uh, it's a shot in the dark as to when he's going to be coming back to this team. So uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed that it's in the not too, too distant future. Uh, but like I said, Sixers are back at it tonight against the uh, Clippers. One, two, three, four, five, six, one. Oh, come on. Three. Three, yes, going for seventh in a row. Just wanted to make sure. Flyers did lose last night, so so much for winning two in a row for the first time since uh, November 5th and 7th, I think. Uh, they got the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, they are going from Toronto down to Carolina to take on the Hurricanes at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, the, you had uh, Carter Hart in that last night. Flyers, to give them credit, they fought in the third period. I don't know what's going to happen with Kevin Hayes and John Tortorella. I figure a steel cage match at some point. John Tortorella was trying to blame the media for any discontent between Hayes and him. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's Tortorella benching Hayes. That's probably more of a reason why. But, you know, let's blame the media because it's more convenient. Uh, but, yeah, the Flyers did lose last night 4-3 to three to the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. And uh, Carter Hart was in that, made 30 saves in the loss. Um, Eagles, Cowboys. 425 kickoff tomorrow, Christmas Eve. I'll be in the I'll be on the Jacob Media pregame show from mom and dad's house, from Joey, Joey and Eleanor's house. All right. Uh, I'll be there doing the pregame show for the hour with Seth Joyner and uh, Derek Gunn. Halftime, I'll be doing the hit with Devin Caney. And I'll be doing it from my kitchen, my parents' kitchen, as I'm uh, making a calamari. Okay. So you guys can see uh, my dad, Joe Farzetta, uh, hard at work in the kitchen. And uh, maybe some of my family running around as well. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks. Oh, what's Eagles-Cowboys. 
The Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve and lock up home field advantage and a bye week, the number one seed in the playoffs. The Eagles will beat the Cowboys by a score of 23 to 20. Tight game. Eagles come out on top. Gardner Minshew, I'm going to go with two touchdowns. One to A.J. Brown. One to Quez Watkins. Hmm. Eagles defense forces three turnovers, and they win the game. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. 23-20, Eagles win. Uh, guys, I really do hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Uh, for those celebrating Christmas, uh, like myself, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. And if you're celebrating Seven Fish tomorrow with the family, uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful Seven Fish. I hope the uh, calamari isn't overcooked. I hope the linguine is al dente. And I hope the uh, the clams are just perfect. The smelts, well-fried and delicious. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Have a great Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. On behalf of everyone here at the Farzee Show, from our whole staff, Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy holidays. Jim Hyden, thanks for producing. Uh, this is a Buzz Sports and Entertainment production. My name is Mark Farzetta. Go Bird. Oh, hey, if you like me, more of me locally, Fox 29, for the footballed segment with me and Aton, Aton Shander. A couple of bald bastards talking sports. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas. See you.